0: I live with half the population of Wellington at the Terrace House, um, otherwise known as the Stables. Um, yeah, I'm happiest when doing handstands, um, eating nachos with my flatmates, and when everyone makes submissions on good climate policy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, if you've seen me in the past few days, you know I've been pretty nervous about this talk, so I just read off my phone. Um, yeah, I'm really grateful to have my sister Ella here. Nick and yeah, other people in this room that I feel really supported by.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I don't necessarily have a, like, a wild tied together redeeming story, but I'm just going to share a bit of my journey and some hopes that I have.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I can only speak of my
0: own experiences, which, is, um, which are those of a Pakia bisexual feminine presenting woman. I'm in a relationship with a guy, hi Nick. <laughs> 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 so most people assume I don't identify as queer. The only time my pronouns have been in question was when I had a shaved head and looked real badass. Um, (laughs) I can choose to share that invite after gauging potential douchiness levels and assessing any Christian vibes as safe or unsafe. This is an option many people don't have, like people who are in gay relationships or those those whose pronouns change a whole lot of other situations. So I want to acknowledge the privilege that comes with that situation. But um, yeah, being able to choose what people know of me also does sometimes feel like a burden. I'm constantly making those little decisions and I, I feel like I often lean towards operating like, as an ally where there is more distance and less space to the, um, more distance and less risk Good. I was a great ally when I was 14 I, had, I was doing the fundraisers having bold conversations with my Christian friends about the LGBTs over there not here over there um, which is crack up <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the fundraisers was the day of silence which was kind of like 40 Alpha feminine vibes um, to represent how queer youth are often silenced or unheard. Um, It was only later that I came to understand myself as queer and I realised that that silence is like, Um, yeah, even in safe and inclusive situations I can feel frozen and scared. During my day of silence I went to my conservative youth group, Happy as Larry, I had the co-papa written on my little whiteboard, Um, yeah, which is pretty wild now because it's something that I don't think I could have done um, once the issue became more personal. Yeah, I'm sharing this to point out that it sometimes feels a lot more vulnerable to stand up for a group when you're part of it. Yeah. Um, theme at the moment in the Anglican world is rebuilding the ruins. Um, yeah, and it's as I was thinking about this, I was just thinking about how different it is shifting from like rebuilding the ruins out of a space of allyship and advocacy. Um and then it points feeling like you are the ruins when you just feel hurt and broken. Yeah. And you feel like someone who needs to be built up yourself mm-hmm. yeah so things like this service things like um, the pride party our chapter house through last year inclusive conversations within church um, yeah those things are so necessary so that queer people do feel safe to have their voices heard it's often too hard to speak otherwise my journey at the moment is one of not just gradually accepting but embracing myself I can so easily fall into trying to make this part of my identity invisible, as most of society would. But then that ends up harming me, um, because even after going through the process of accepting myself, um, and even when everyone could just see me as straight, I can't leave the shittiness aside. Um, yeah, when bisexuality is harshly stereotyped or crudely sexualized, when I hear about the discrimination of others, um, people close to me, when I remember things that I've heard from the church growing up. Um, the hurt is still very personal, and we can't deal with that hatred and hurt by erasing ourselves and erasing our queerness. My hope is that we can instead counteract this hurt with celebration, love, and honest, empathetic conversations. I think Christians can have a really beautiful role to play in this, um, going beyond the necessary things like supporting care and marriage, which of course is still very important in church. Um, but alongside that, a lot of us just need to be built up um, we need to know that we are loved, and that our queerness isn't just acceptable, but it's a precious part of who we are as Christians. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's not just that we owe support to the queer community, but um, that is actually so valuable for us all to be here. And it's, yeah, it's good to have our mindsets challenged around things like gender and sexuality standards. Um, yeah, queer people have had to consider so many aspects of gender and sexuality so deeply, had to think a lot about our friendships and relationships strange assumptions we might make about people in other areas. And we've actively sought sought to find our place in this ambiguity. Um, I believe this thought and experience is a time to bring into community and into spirituality. Many queer people also know what it's like to feel outside of a place, to be rejected for being themselves, and have their own validity and existence debated. This is heavy and sad, but it allows for better understanding of people who are in that position for different reasons. Yeah, so if people are open to it, there is so much to share. Mm-hmm. Another facado I wanted to add is that the exclusion of queer people is one form of repression among many, many others, um, but most of the time these are not detached, um, unrelated issues. The idea that any group is superior over what has been lovingly created by God is so destructive to our approach to different genders and sexualities, classes, cultures, and the environment. Um, and when we cut off particular people from opportunities, when we elevate ourselves above others and above creation, we are possessing and dominating what's not ours to possess and dominate. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, these forms of oppression can feed each other and be fed by the same ideologies, but um, my hope is that these can also be undone by the same love, mm-hmm. by humility and uplifting that which is undervalued um, through prayer through relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. I just wanted to finish
0: with praying. Mm-hmm. Help us to let go of our desire to separate, elevate ourselves and control. May we be held in discomfort, open to learning and expanding our understandings. Thank you for all the queer people in this community. Thank you for the beautiful ways we've been supported and supported each other. Fill us with the knowledge of our unshakable belonging in you. Help us to honour each other and everything you've created.
1: said about, um, yeah, being
0: beautiful creations of God, and I think that's something that we all maybe need to remember a little bit, that we are beautifully created by God. Yeah. Wow, well, speaking of beautiful creations of God, <laughs>
2: yeah. I'd like to welcome up feet. Yeah! Wow.
3: Kia ora fam, so um, it is such a joy um, to be here speaking with you all tonight. Um, I suspect I might be a bit of an unfamiliar face, Um, so for those of you who don't know me, I'm Bede Robertson, Um, and I'm not normally actually here at Blueprint um, because my day to day is out over the hill uh, with the Lyle Bay crew out at uh, Lyle Bay Community Church. Um, but Rose was kind enough to invite me to um, speak tonight about um, a bit of my journey and some of the thinking that's been going on um, with the Lenten study. Um, So as mentioned, um, we've been kind of talking about ruins and um, it's a bit of a funny topic because it kind of comes up at work a little bit. Uh, I uh, work at the Council in Resilience and I deal with earthquake-prone buildings i am not sure about the status of this one. I don't think it's good um, but <laughs> it is a it is a bit of a, a big issue um, and we need more people and so um a couple of weeks ago, I was interviewing um, an applicant to join our team and we were having a really cool discussion um around her experience um, in the West and then also in South Asia dealing with um, heritage and uh heritage buildings. And she had this really cool perspective on, in South Asia, um, when a community wants to um, identify something um, in their built environment that they say is really special and they want to protect and build it up and repair it and um, get it right for future generations. That really has to be a community effort. They can't rely on um, the government stepping in and, like, putting all these rules in place, it's really the community coming together and building that up. Um, and it was an odd little kind of aside conversation in the middle of a job interview. Um, but when I was thinking about my journey, it kind of came up in terms of thinking about the places that I've been and, um, yeah, how that kind of uh, factors into my journey with God and with this community. Um, so the three quick things I want to jump through um, really quickly tonight is um, a bit about my story of um, figuring out who I am in God and uh, placing my identity in God, um, but then also, um, alongside that, the equally important thing of who I am in God's community, um, and that being really important, and recognising that in the journey of uh, getting those two aspects sorted, um, just the opportunity that it brings for healing, um, belonging, and purpose. So... Story time. Um, so for me, um, uh, I grew up down south in Dunedin. Um, pretty classic Presby upbringing um, in a Christian family, rocking along to church, um, doing embarrassing dances in church Christmas musicals, um, all that sort of jazz. Um, but then also alongside that, as I was growing up, kind of heading puberty and starting to realise, oh, yo. I'm actually a little bit more interested in crushing on guys rather than on girls. That's a little bit interesting. Let's park that over there, and we'll put faith over there, and never shall the twain meet. Just, no, we're not bringing any of that together. But, as tends to happen, um, God stepped in and was like, "Mm, actually, no, we kind of do need to deal with this. So about nine years ago, um, had this real sense of having to get it right and having to talk to God. And um, in the middle of a holiday up on the east coast, um, uh, wandered off down to the beach um, in the middle of the night to um, come out for the very first time, to come out to God. Um, And that kicked off um, this wild journey of figuring out who I am in God and figuring out my identity in him. And it really was that. um, I kind of made this pact with God that I'd have this year to figure out how the heck I would reconcile being gay and being Christian and how that would work together. Um, There's a lot more to that, but we won't go over that tonight. Um, And so um, this was really awesome, I think, like a real blessing and, um, power of being a queer Christian is that, um, and having to do that work of grappling with God about who we are and who we are in Him, um, it's really deepened my faith, um, my reliance, um, and that personal relationship that I have with God. But, um, as I mentioned, I'm kind of talking about this idea of community and community ruins, um, One thing that I don't really like doing, um, despite having then come out to friends and family, is I'm still not super comfortable with being really deeply known by people. So alongside this journey, I was like, cool, I've got a great relationship with God, I'm really good at nailing this stuff, Um, any kind of issues, I'm still just going to do it between me and God, we're going to get this sorted Actually, it turns out I was just sweeping stuff back under the rug um, ongoing. And so that kind of brings us to um, the beginning of last year and just really hitting that breaking point of um, really not recognising that actually this personal relationship with God isn't really going to do all um, that needs to be doing. That God is saying to me, no, actually you need to let people in and let people know Um, who you are. So um, it took some not great uh, mental health uh, for me personally in that, um, but I am blessed enough to be part of LBCC um, and to be part of a crew of folks who are um, sharing our lives together and um, letting um, each other know um, about who we are. And that gave me um, uh, the courage, it empowered me to last year talk about the deeper things that were going on in my life. Um, some of the anxieties and depression that I was grappling with, but maybe not letting people in on. But the beauty of that, of opening up to God's community, was seeing that love and that passion that they had to going, hey, we see you, bead, and we are so keen to um, journey with you on getting those things right and working with you and God um, and rebuilding some of those ruins. So I think this is like the really important thing that I've been thinking on over the last couple of weeks is that um, just as much as we have that personal relationship with God, um, we are also called to be part of God's community um, and that there is real beauty in that belonging and knowing that there is this crew of people in Blueprint, in Brooklyn, in Freestore, and Lyle Bay, um, in God's church, These people who really want to love on you, um, celebrate the good times, um, and join in on the mahi on fixing areas that might be ruins in our own lives. Um, So I'll just finish with um, a bit of scripture that cropped up at the start of our Lenten studies, um, which kind of feels real different now in the context of this work. Um, It's from Isaiah 61 uh, verse 4. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. This to me speaks of God's promise. He is saying to us that this work will happen, but in that use of the word they, it just really speaks to me that His community is going to be doing that work alongside Him too. And I think that's really awesome.
2: Today's Beads' 30th birthday. Oh, so oh, we're just going yeah. to sing happy birthday to you, bro. Yeah. Oh, okay. Happy birthday to
1: you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. To you. Happy birthday
0: community and the importance of everyone being at the table in that conversation of rebuilding ruins that we actually just need everyone and on that conversation to get it right so yeah um i'm now going to welcome up our third and final speaker the lovely esme Put. everyone
2: kia ora koutou um yeah, it is um, an immense um, honour to share after Hannah and Bede. Um, I feel quite struck by their words um, and yeah, feel very, very honoured to be sharing after them. Um,
3: yeah, so my name is Esme.
2: Um, I, uh, my family is from mainly Scotland um, and a little bit from England as well. Um, I identify as queer and my pronouns um, are she, her pronouns. Um, I live with Hannah and Charlotte um, <laughs> up on the terrace. Um, and many others, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, as Hannah said. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot that I want to say tonight. I just want to, um, I guess, talk to what has been said and, and what I've seen going on in this community um, over the last couple of years um, and that be, has been an honour to be a part of. Um, I have the privilege of um, being on leadership here at Blueprint and of being in um, leadership about chapters as well. So I've gotten to see a lot of that stuff from many different angles, which has been a real honour. Um, yeah, before I begin, um, just want to give um, some specific mehi um, as well to um, yeah the people who I've seen I guess walk before me in this space. Um, specifically, want to acknowledge Arthur um, Kaitapui, Fano, and those um, who in this finua, in this land, um, walked this long, long, long um, before me, and who face um, an intersection of. Um, Things in this space that that I will never understand um, and honour the work that they've done in this space. Um, yeah, I also want to honour um, as a cisgender um, person um, who yeah, his, his, whose pronouns are never in question. Um, similar to what Hannah said, um, acknowledge those um, our trans final, our non-binary final, um, and those who who walk in those spaces. Um, I want to acknowledge as a um, as a 24-year-old. I want to acknowledge those who. Um, are of the older of older generations who have walked in this space. Um, when yeah, when there's so many things that I can't imagine not knowing about myself or not having. Um, and I want to thank you for um, yeah, the shoulders that, that we get to stand on. I um, want to honour them. And I just want to honour as well. Um, I guess approaching um, the two-year anniversary of um, one of yeah the most horrific things to happen. Um, in our country, um, I want to acknowledge our Muslim Fano as well, um, and yeah, that um, particularly um, the queer community and that beautiful community as well, um, and their space and their courage and their bravery. Yeah, um, yeah. So um, yeah, it's really important to me. I think to think about. Um, I see myself as having an immense amount of privilege in this space, and um, one thing that I've been wanting to do um, over this Pride season. Last night was the opening of um, the Pride Festival in Tapanui Antara. Um, and yeah, one thing I've been wanting to spend this time doing is learning about the shoulders that I do stand on. Um, so one of the things that I did this week is I watched. Has anyone here seen the movie Pride? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, more people foot That's Great. Yes. Does not um, have to do more framing? So there's a movie out there called Pride. Um, would recommend it. I really enjoyed it. I had a sick day on Tuesday and watched it. Um, and um, yeah, it talks about if anyone here is familiar with um, a movement in the 80s in the UK um, by a group called uh, Lesbians and Gay Support the Miners. Anyone familiar with? familiar with that movement. Um, yeah, I this movie, and this movie, it's based on that. Um, and it's based on a group that formed in the UK where a couple of people um, noticed that they were getting um, a lot of flack. There was a lot of really hard stuff going on. There was a lot of politics um, and a lot of oppression happening for um, the queer community in the UK. And they began to notice um, that also there was a group of, or there were minors all over the UK who were beginning to um, face oppression themselves. Because the mines they were working in were starting to be shut down, and this um, the queer community over there, people over there realized that there was a common enemy there, and saw knew that they felt what it was like to be oppressed, and saw oppression in others, and decided that they wanted to support these miners. Mm-hmm. So um, a guy he tried to he rallied to the queer community, and he said to them, "These people have a struggle as well, and we know what it's like to be in the struggle. Um, so we're going to go and support them." Um, And yeah, there's a part in the movie that really strikes me where he's saying to um, this group of people He's saying we're going to go and we're going to stand up for them And a whole bunch of people walk out of the room Because they say that in the UK where miners come from are often small towns And they had grown up being um, subject to slurs, subject to violence, subject to oppression from these mining communities And they said why would we stand up for someone who didn't stand up for us But a small group of people stuck around and they said these people, no struggle, we're no struggle, we're going to stand up for them. And they stuck around. Um, to the point where they met every week, and they raised money. And to the point where they tried to give the money to the miners, and the miners refused the money, because it was coming from the queer community. But they still kept collecting the money. And I think of that story, and I think of um, the queer people in this room. I think of the queer people across Aotearoa. And I think of the queer people who um, have faced a lot of things from the church. Um, have been told they're not welcome, have been told that they're not allowed to serve, have been told their help is not welcome, but they've said that we have a common God, we have a common place we want to serve, um, we look at others and we see a common struggle and we're going to choose to turn up anyway, and we're going to choose to support you anyway. Um, I think of an Al and Blueprint, I think of leadership, I think of chapters, I think of all the missional spaces we serve in, and I think about the fact that none of those spaces will be the same, if it wasn't for the queer people that were serving in them. And I think about the courage that it takes for each person to have walked through the doors to get to choose to be there. Um, I think about the fact that, as Hannah and Bea touched on, that actually the queer people in this church um, make it what it is and bring that um, in the same way that this group, Lesbian and Gay Support the Minors in the UK, bought this gift, this financial gift, and later on this gift of friendship, that kept the the minds open. That I think that um, I see that in this church as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see that and I see that courage. Um, and there's a second part of the movie that I think is incredibly beautiful. Um, going on around the same time as this is when um, AIDS was a really big thing in the UK. Um, and these mining towns, these specific mining towns, um, they don't want the, the queer community at first. But there are some really, really courageous and brave people in the mining community who say yes, who say that you're welcome, um, and they say that you can come in. Um, and through a series of friendships throughout the movie, I'm ruining the movie now, we just to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a part at the end of the movie where it's a rally for the queer community. And just as it's about to begin, this convoy of vehicles pulls up, and the signs read on them, miners support lesbians and gays. Um, and they've all shown up to march in the pride parade, and I think of that, right, and I think of, um, I think of the Pride Christmas Party that, um, that my flat held last year, and I think of my straight, suspended friends who um, hung up the flags and who helped make the rainbow pancakes. Um, I think of the service, and I think of um, yeah, more, more straight, suspended friends in this space who have made this day possible, um, who have sent me messages of support and my friend messages of support. Um, I think of people who have advocated in spaces who have stepped into hard conversations with a to. Um, so I want to make here as well to the courage of the people who, um, in this space, who don't always know the right answers, um, don't always have the right words, but have chosen to stand there as well. Um, yeah, and lastly, I think about um, Cindy Dawkitty, spoke to us recently. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the miners. <laughs> Cindy Laura who spoke to us recently, um, and there's something that she said that I wrote up, and it's been on my wall and all of this paper since. Um, and it says, It takes courage to walk with those who stand against you. That's what miracles like. Um, and I want to honour the miracles that I think have happened here the miracles um, of friendship, the miracles of learning, uh, the miracles of humility um, that I've gone to see um, in so many of my friends here. Um, and I want to honour those. Um, and yeah and it just, um, I don't know A huge amount about the bible I'm definitely not a Like theology legend but I know That the bible is filled with people Walking together who you wouldn't expect to walk together And I know that the bible is also Full of a whole bunch of miracles um, And something else that I've been Really struck by um, Earlier this year actually from our friend Jean, um Who spoke at uh, The Waitangi um Celebrations at Otaki earlier this year. Um, Jean talked about um, this idea of each year committing to more encounters and more chances to walk with people. Um, and yeah, I think that's what I'm encouraged by, and that's for the hope I see in this whānau, um, in our whānau across our world is um, yeah, committing to more moments of getting to walk together, getting to walk with Jesus, um, and yeah, just praying um, and just knowing that. That that is where the miracles lie. So yeah, I want to thank you everyone here for showing up today. Um, for whatever spaces of courage that that's taken, do I don't want to name this the space of miracles. This is a place where I have so much hope, um, so much pride, um, and yeah, what there is to come. Um, yeah, so I sort of, um, as the sort of worship team come up and we get to um, celebrate and worship together. Um, yeah, I just want us to sit on that and just know know the hope. Um, know that things aren't perfect and I guess listen to those places where we can step into um, more encounters with each other um, yeah, as we get to get to all the